Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Let us enter into God's refining fire this week as we embark on what the Father has to do with our identity, what the role of the Father in our lives has to do with who we are. Let us enter into the refining fire. What's up, Refined Mama fam? I am so sorry that I have been gone for so long. (laughs) Um, But I am back and hopefully will be more consistent in the weeks to come. However, my lovely husband got me a new podcast set up and he is a true believer in the ministry and all that God wants to do in and through us. He's such a visionary and I am just so excited to put this to good work. Um side note really quick before we jump into the fire Uh, i have gotten so many awesome reviews and feedback from people who have listened uh, to the podcast and all that god has uh, truly laid on my heart and poured out through me i believe through personal testimony through others testimony and and how these uh podcasts have been so relatable to them and to in their story and even so much so timely like as if we as if we were right there in their situation in their story um so you know what praise god because if i know anything i know that's how the lord has worked in my life and um you know sometimes we go through things to help people walk through them probably most of the time (laughs) so praise god this one is near and dear to my heart this also is a personal experience Um, I want to say that probably more than half of the people here who will listen to this podcast uh, have daddy issues. All rise for those who have had daddy issues. (laughs) Like our daddy's daddies had daddy issues, right? My husband who just walked into the room has daddy issues. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, I'm so excited to uh, go down this. Actually, there's probably going to be a part two to this because as I began to crack open my Bible, he absolutely took me down a whole nother path. So let's go. Okay, I was sitting, no, yes, I was sitting on the um, recumbent bike at the gym when I heard so clearly in my hearing, you have known me as a father. And y'all, I love the father. Like, I love this man. He has been a father to me. You know, growing up, I had daddy issues. I, you know, I longed from something from my dad that he just couldn't give me. He didn't have it to give. And where I used to carry that burden, I no longer carry that anymore. And there's been healing in that area. And that expectation, you know, to ask my earthly father for something that he didn't really have to give um, is no longer there because I found my father. I found um, my Abba father, the everlasting. I found the one who made my heart complete. 
And I'm so thankful to have experienced that love in this lifetime because so many of us go without the love of a father. But that love of a father is healing. It's identifying. It's all-consuming. And it's um, amazing. And I'm so thankful for that love because that love that I have encountered has changed my life. And because of that love, I now am doing what I do now. And because of that love, I have found everything that I have in the love of the Father. And I hope that if you don't, if you do have a father, that an earthly father that ha has been great, um, there's still another level of love. There's still the earth, the heavenly father's love that you need to know. You need to know that love because that love is... Um, surpasses anything that we'll experience here on earth but if you have an earthly father that is involved in all those great things praise God and on the flip side if you don't it's time that you become to know the heavenly father you might not ever get to know your earthly father the way you want to know him but I can guarantee you the love and the reserves that God has for you Oh, he's ready to pour out on you, but um, it requires something on your on your behalf. But we'll we'll get there. Um, so, anywho, I just did a quick search of what percent of of children have no fathers, and so you know I didn't fact check this. I just did a really quick search, um, just so I could get some statistics based on the twenty eighteen U.S. Census Bureau. Out of 11 million single-parent households, 80% of them are fatherless, breaking down to one in every four children born, totaling to a percentage of 81.5% of people. Y'all, breath, like breathe right here. 81.5%. Every one in four live without a father. And like, whether this is wholly true, let's see, 2022 data indicates that there are approximately 18.3 million children who live without a father in the home, com comprising about one in four U.S. children. So it looks like about the same. And it's just getting worse, right? Um, so that's that's just bizarre. Like, I have been in a room full of people, and I really thought, to, I looked around and thought, man, all of us have daddy issues. What the heck? <laughs> so, it is um, remarkable, outrageous, the amount of us who have experienced this. And, um, but there's, God's love is redemptive. And I'm so excited to talk about this. So, what are the roles of a father, right? The earthly role. What did God, uh, you know, what, what does a father's presence do in a young woman? or a young man's life um, and I just looked up some um, facts on this and what that does and if you guys hear any background noise it's because I am at our gym TAC Fitness and you can look us up we are Trust Adapt Change or um, TAC Fit 247 on Instagram or you can look us up um, on Facebook which is also TAC Fitness um, we are a gym but we are also a ministry in the making um also i would like to make a shout out to uh reborn studios 
um, for hooking us up with this new podcasting, um, or at least setting us up. Thank you to Brian Berger and Reborn Studios. So, what are the roles of a father? He acts as protector. He's a shield, right? He guards us. We feel safe around him, um, both physically and emotionally. He is a safe place for us. The role of a father, he plays as a provider, right? Um, he he shows us that work hard mentality, mentality, that unwavering love, determination to provide a stable and nurturing environment. Um, their effort is not only to provide uh, material necessities, but also demonstrate the value of hard work and persevere- perseverance, responsibility to their children. They're a teacher. They like to teach us those valuable life lessons in life, right? How to change a car tire, how to change your oil, or, you know, all those great things. They shape a child's character and, and equipping them with essential tools to navigate life. What else does a father do? They play as a mentor. Um, their belief can ignite an inner fire with within us, propelling us towards um, our goals and our achievements and personal growth. Like, you guys, I can, I, I know what that means. Like, I can remember, you know, or I can feel, or I can imagine in my mind that desire to look up at your father in the stands and to see them congratulating you and, and cheering you on, right? I can I can recognize that father's love. Like, one time I was at uh, BPYC, I was at our church camp, and I was up to bat, and I remember looking looking back, and I saw Pastor Tom behind the gate waving his hand while I was at the um, while I was getting ready to bat, and because uh, we were playing against each other, and you know, in my mind, I thought, man, that's like a father to a daughter, like let's go you can do it long story short I ended up striking out because I became nervous that he was watching me <laughs> but I, I remember feeling that fatherly love from him and so um you know in in that in that fatherly love it's it's encouraging it's inspiring and it and it broods confidence in the child so we have protector provider teacher a mentor they become a friend you know they're playful they have that listening ear and words of wisdom and a comforting presence they also become an emotional anchor like us women you know we can tend to or our young boys we can be emotional right and they are steadfast like I think Kevin is a great example of this I remember when the waves of life were crashing down upon us they were so tall they were so big I was emotionally unstable like day to day I was shifty but you know Kevin remained steadfast through it all and men have this amazing capability of just remaining steadfast and so fathers are emotional anchors for their homes. Um, and they're also the celebrant. They wholeheartedly celebrate their children's achievements, both big and small, whether in sports or in academics. And like I said, they provide that unwavering support and genuine enthusiasm. They nurture self-confidence, self-worth, and a sense of achievement. And so as you can see, the father has such a demanding and powerful and such a presence in a child's life you know I can 
I can look around my life and see the little children in my life and even thinking of myself as a little girl when no matter what your daddy did, you loved your daddy. Um, it's just that presence. So thank God for fathers. And so what does the absence of a father do for a child? It, it, you know, I didn't look into the absence of a mother, but the absence of a father, there's such an attack on um, fathers, right? But praise God that in the last days, the Bible says that God is going to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the children's hearts back to their father. And I'm thankful that God makes all things work together for good, right? And so in this absence of fathers, also God becomes that that father that we all need. And so what does the absence of a father do for a child? Um, it creates these feelings of abandonment, reject, rejection, low self-worth. You may struggle with your identity, with trust, with intimacy. Lots of settling for anything because you just want love. And I can relate. I can totally relate to that. Y'all, in college, I was a hot mess. Y'all, I can remember settling for the scum. Ah, uh, y'all. The stuff that I settled for, like, it's embarrassing. <laughs> and I don't know if some of y'all can relate, but y'all, your girl was like, I mean, it was it was pretty low, y'all. I was, I was just looking for love in all the wrong places. Can I get an amen? <laughs> and so, because us young ladies, and I can't speak, but I kind of can speak for the men, but because us young ladies yearn that fatherly love, we will look for it wherever we can get it. Y'all, I can remember going up in college and walking into the parties looking for somebody to make out with. I didn't care. I just wanted to make out with somebody. I didn't care. Well, I, I kind of cared who it was. But looking back on it, if I was the same girl today as I was back then, I would have probably never even looked that way, right? And so we yearn for that fatherly love. We yearn for that affection. Um. So... And, and because of the absence of a father, because of that lack of uh, that confidence, right? They, they become the, the earthly father is the celebrant. And they instill self-worth and self-confidence. And when we are absent of that, it could create in us a, uh, a bad habit of settling um, for anything just so that we can be loved, right? The low-hanging fruit. <laughs> And not that they can't become high-hanging fruit, but because of uh, their relationship with God, right? They become low-hanging fruit. And um, so what else does this absence of a father create? You know, lack of identity. I'll get into that because I also went through that. Um, trust and intimacy. You, they, we, there are signs of decreased communication ability. Cognitive, cognitive ability. Oh, my God blooper relational and behavior issues mental health sexual health behavior and seeking fulfillment like i you for example men and women will become very promiscuous because of they're looking to fill that void right that longing for love they're they're looking to fill that um behavior issues trust issues fear of abandonment commitment and intimacy issues mental anxiety and depression a dad's presence and love gives us a greater understanding of our identity and sense of belonging. Um, they actually, when I was doing the research on this, I looked up a study that said they did a, um, 
a uh, study on mice or something like that. And oh yeah, it was a study on mice and they had mice without the father presence and they had mice with the father's presence and I believe they had like cocaine as a substance. And the mice without the fathers were were more attracted to and more drawn to the cocaine um, because, in hindsight, to they long for that void to be filled. Oh Lord, fill the voids of your people today. Father, I pray for those who will listen and today to this podcast and are having and are feeling and are have experienced the long sense of void without having a father in their lives. Father God, I pray, Lord, that today will be the day that they they would have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that today you would take that longing for a father, that longing for a male presence. God, that longing for love and affection from a male. God, whether it be man or or male or female, Father God, that you would be the source of, of, of that which they are looking for that in which they are longing for. Father God, we seek to fulfill these voids and some of us don't even recognize that they're empty. the emptiness is stemmed from that. We don't even recognize, God, that we do what we do because of the emptiness and voids. But I pray, Lord, that today is the day, God, that you pull back the veil amongst your people, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, and that you would fill them, God, with your spirit and the Father's love, even as right now, God, as I as I pray for your people God that that today they will begin to feel your love and if you're listening to this and this is you will you just raise your hands right now and will you just say God I surrender to you God I want this love that Kenzie is speaking of God I want to experience the father's love Jesus come into my heart and be my savior be my father be my lord be my missing pieces God and may in turn I give myself over to you that I may be your son or daughter and that you may be my father. Lord, I need you and I need this. No longer do I want the substances of this world because God, they're temporary and I have to keep going back to be filled. But God, I want you so that Lord, I no longer have to thirst again nor hunger again, but God, that you will fill me with righteousness, that you would fill me with the father's love and that I will be healed, that I will walk away here. God, in the name of forgive me for the things that I have partnered with. Forgive me for the things that I have done. God, forgive me and help me, Lord, to choose you and the things of the Spirit. Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray these things, God. Hallelujah. Oh, just like the mice were so attracted to the amphetamines. I pray that today that you would so you would be so attracted to Christ that no longer do you go to alcohol or amphetamines or or sexual perversion or sex or porn, but now you will turn or social media or or attention from men or attention from women, but now you will go to the Father because his love will fulfill you. His love will cause you to be content in every circumstance. His his love will calm your mind. The Bible talks about this, the 
um, the peace that he gives is not as this world gives. The Father gives a peace and contentment that only he can give, that only you will experience by coming to Christ. And so today I speak that over that every broken heart will be healed today. Every longing for a father will be healed today. And today you will meet your heavenly father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If that was for you, please feel free to reach out to me on social media, Kenzie Grantland, and that's Kenzie Grantland on Instagram as well. And so a little bit of my story, when I was in the world, I didn't have, I, you know, my, my earthly dad was involved a little bit. Um, but he wasn't as involved as I wanted him to be, right? That emotional anchor part, that um, presence just wasn't there. It was kind of there, but not all the way there. And so um, I, I did have some experiences from that. I did I did have some pains from that growing up. And, um, you know, I really saw that impact on me when I, in my college years, in my high school years, um, you know, because that's, you know, when you're becoming that woman. And so um, I can remember being lost. I can remember being without purpose. I can remember trying to find myself and trying to identify myself in this world. I tried modeling. I tried, you know, you know, what young girls do. We dress like the world. We go to the clubs like the other girls. We, you know, go to New York. We go to L.A., trying to discover ourselves and y'all it just never worked for me um and I can remember just you know being in college one of my girlfriends in college she had a very amazing dad and I can remember being in college and thinking why didn't my dad love me like that and I can remember being jealous about that and so um but I, I'm thankful because you know I'm, I got to love my heavenly father in a way that I don't know I would have like I got to rely and I am relying on God in ways that I would have relied on my earthly father to do but I got to uh rely on the king of kings and the lord of lords as my ultimate source of being a father and I often tell people he's the best father I've ever known because my goodness gracious thank God for his love and um so anyways, you know, it talked about the absence of a father, a, a woman or a, a male can struggle with identity, purpose, love issues, right? And, you know, I can remember I literally wrote a paper in college about how I lost my identity. My senior year in college, no, my first senior, I did five years, my first senior year in college, I quit basketball in my identity in this world, I literally remember testifying to the church. I loved who I was in this world. Y'all, that's so contrary to scripture. Like, you can't love the world and love Jesus at the same time. But I testified to the church. I was like, I loved who I was in this world. I mean, I enjoyed myself. But that's a testament to God. Because I, I didn't hate the world. I didn't hate who I was in this world. I loved the I loved who I was in this world. But when I met the love of God, 
I was willing to let that go because what I had experienced was greater than the alcohol, greater than what, you know, smoking weed occasionally could do for me, was greater than the men that I could muster up, you know, it was greater. It was greater than that. It was greater than my opportunities at modeling. It was greater. The love that I had experienced and am experiencing was was so much greater than what I had in the world. And remember, I loved who I was in the world. Oh boy, but I love who I am now that I identify with Christ. And so I wrote this paper about how I lost my identity because my first senior year, I had quit college basketball and I was pretty much known as the pretty girl who attended and threw parties and played basketball. Like that was my pride, right? And I lost that. I lost it. I quit basketball and I had no idea that I would lose my identity when I left basketball. I had played basketball since I was five years old and I lost it. And so I I wrote this paper and it's so crazy. Well, it's so funny because I found myself myself in theater class. Like I I just make it. I love theater, y'all. And I would go back and I would still go and act. If the Lord gave me an opportunity to do some Christian acting, I would still do it. But it's so funny because I feel like a lot of lost people end up in theater and I was one of them. (laughs) So, um, anywho, I lost my identity. I didn't know who I was, but the at, you know what? The same year that I lost my identity, do you know it's the same year that I found God? The same year that I lost who I was in this world is the same year that I found God. The moment I lost myself, I found the Lord. Y'all, we just need to have a Salah moment right there. Because if anyone loves their life, they lose it. But if anyone hates their life and loses their life, they will find Christ. And then they will find themselves and then they will find their identity and then they will. Oh, Lord, the presence of God supplies so much identity. It gives so much purpose to us. We strive and we strive to find who we are in this world without ever knowing Christ. But you will never identify with the things of this world because this world didn't create you. Whether you believe or whether you don't believe, God, the Father, created you in his image. In the beginning, he created you and let us make man in our image. Unfortunately, my friend, if you don't believe, you are the man God created in his image. So whether you want to identify with Christ or you don't, you were still created in his image and you will, you will go your whole life with unrest until you identify in Christ. And that's word. So... I lost my identity and I found God and you know I spent a lot of time I like struggling with who I was I I found I struggled you know with that love of the father but when I found God I found everything that I didn't have in and what I wanted in an earthly father, right? I found my protector. I found my provider. I found my my celebrant. I found my emotional anchor. I found my defender. I found um, my mentor and my teacher. You know, I have known God as a father. When I gave my life to him, then he ordered my steps. 
Then he began to provide ways for me. He provided homes. He provided jobs. He provided, y'all, he did some special things for me. And I'm so thankful for that because, you know, some of us wait to surrender our lives to God because we don't know what it looks like on the other side. But you just got to trust him. You got to trust that the man that God has for you is greater than, than the one you're trying to hold on to. You've got to trust that the job and, and, the, and the home and the location God has for you is greater than what you are trying to toil up on your own. The Bible is all about that man trying to do something, manufacture something. But if we will just give it up and allow God, you're going to, your mind's going to be blown. God is a jealous God and you can't serve two masters. You can't be yoked up with, with the things of this world and expect God to be all that you need. When I said at the beginning that knowing God is your father requires something it requires your choice. It requires you to choose to love God freely because God has been so gracious to give you free will. Just like we want to be chosen in marriage, just like we want a man to choose us because of who we are, God wants you to choose him because of who he is. And it requires you to come out from among the world and be separate. You see, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve the God of this world and then the God of the universe. You can't, you can't say, oh, I'm going to go live with my boyfriend and we're going to do this, this, and this. And I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the club on Wednesdays, but I'm going to go to church on Sunday. And I'm going to cuss and I'm going to listen to all this type of music and I'm going to do all this and do all that. And I'm going to, whatever, I'm going to have sex outside of marriage. I'm going to do everything that the world does, but I'm going to love Jesus at the same time. Mm-mm. The love of the Father requires you to be separate. If you want the fullness of all, all that God has for you, it requires your commitment. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. You guys, I had to walk through it. Even though I loved myself in this world, even though I loved every, who I was and what I was doing, I wanted God to receive me. I wanted his love so bad. I was willing to do what it, what it took to surrender. I was willing to let everything go. I, 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 I lost friends. I, I left my hometown. I left my, I, I left my family because of the love of the father that was so strong on me. I just wanted everything that he had for me. I just wanted everything. I wanted all of him. I want, I, and I still, there's still more to know about him. And I'm still in that place where God, I want more of you. And so second Corinthians six, 14 through second Corinthians seven and one, be ye not unequally yoked to unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness. And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Infidel is an unbeliever. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. 
And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. It, is, it has come the time and it's been the time where uh, those who are in Christ and those who are wanting to come into Christ separate themselves from among this world. It's time that we clear our spirits and our flesh of, of any filthiness because here's the thing. When you receive the Lord, as your, as your, if you have confessed Jesus with your lips and believed in your heart, well, it's time to detox. You know, this world's all about detoxing. But how come we have a hard time when it comes to detoxing our flesh? How can we have this horrible time when it comes to detoxing our spirit of pride, of anger, of, of whatever, of jealousy, of envy, of strife, of gossip, of maliciousness and covetousness? Or, um, you know, when it comes, when God requires our flesh to give up alcohol or drugs or sexual uh, immorality or pornography or weed or substances, you know, or, or, or you know, not to not be filled with alcohol, but be filled with the spirit. God wants all of you. God wants every bit of you. And we struggle. God's people struggle because of lack of knowledge. Oh, Lord. How can we expect to have a place in heaven if we don't partner with him here on earth? How can we expect to have a place for us in heaven if we won't do what it takes here on earth to, to, to have a relationship with the Lord? Don't you know that the eyes of the Lord are watching over us on the earth? Don't you know that he's omnipotent, omniscient? He's ever-present, he's all-knowing, and he's all-seeing? Don't you know that the eyes of the Lord are watching on over you to see your decisions, to see if you'll choose him? My prayers are today is that somebody will choose him today. Because some of us might be living our lives as if though Christ isn't watching. But I can bet you the Lord is watching you. And he's watching to see if you'll choose him. And I encourage you today to partner with Christ here on earth. Partner with him. Amen. And so next week... I'm going to have a part two and we're going to break down all of these things because the Lord has taken me down another avenue um, stemming from God being a jealous God. And he doesn't want you serving two masters. He doesn't want you doing, you know, coming into his promises, but yet you still do partake in the things of this world. God, you know, revelations, look in the book of revelations. He says, I'd rather you be cold or hot rather than lukewarm because the lukewarm he'll spew out of his mouth that lukewarm spirit is that spirit of i can have christ and i can have this world too i can believe in god but but grace and so i because of grace i can do i can go on about living how i want to live y'all christ's love was sacrificial and so our love for him is sacrificial how come we can see our family, the way we sacrifice for our children, the way we sacrifice for our parents, the way we sacrifice for our wives or our husbands, 
the way we sacrifice for our loved ones. But when it comes to sacrificing for the Lord, we struggle. If Christ did all that he did to die for us, we can die to our flesh too. So, I hope to see you all next week. I know this topic was heavy. Y'all, but like I said, to end on a positive note, everything that I that I lost, everything that I gave up, oh, the Father's love was exceedingly great. And I look forward to walking this thing out with him and to looking how exceedingly great his love is. All right, y'all. Well, that is it for this week's episode of The Refined Mama. Like I said, if you guys have any feedback, any comments, suggestions that you guys want to hear on The Refined Mama or even people that you'd like to have me on here, please feel free to hit me up at Kenzie Grantland on Instagram. It's probably the best resource. If not, you can hit me up on Facebook and that is also Kenzie Grantland. All right, y'all. I'll see you all next week.